Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth, and this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Mark Washington, founder and CEO of Supergut, a brand offering clinically validated and rigorously tested products like shakes and bars to support gut health and overall well-being. Mark is a Princeton and Harvard Business graduate with extensive professional experience leading companies such as Irwan Naturals, Beachbody, and The One Pro Company. Through his unique entrepreneurial experiences, as well as witnessing his sister's health struggles, Mark was able to pinpoint a white space in the health and wellness industry leading him to create Supergut. In this episode, we dive into all things gut health and the power of food as medicine to heal the body. Mark shares his science-based approach to the company, which is focused on clinical studies to figure out which prebiotic fibers to use and at what levels in order to see results. We talk about why our gut has changed over the years, why it's so important to feed our gut prebiotic fibers and what they are, the role the gut plays in our metabolic, mental, and cardiovascular health. Lastly, Mark shares the results of their clinical studies, which validates that their products have significant improvement on blood sugar, metabolic health, heart health, weight management, and mood, all by nourishing and feeding our gut what it needs. This was such a fun conversation. Keep listening to learn more. I'm so excited to share with you our newest product line, Purely Elizabeth Superfood Cereal with Vitamin D. We just launched two insanely delicious varieties exclusive at Whole Foods Market, Vanilla Blueberry Almond and Honey Peanut Butter. Our new cereals are unlike anything in the market. Each box is full of the good stuff, deliciously crispy oat and ancient grain flakes and crunchy superfood clusters with organic oats, quinoa and chia, intentionally crafted with whole food ingredients to deliver both taste and nutrition. Our cereals are made with organic, plant-based vitamin D3 to provide an excellent source of vitamin D in every serving. They're sweetened with sustainably sourced coconut sugar and provide five grams of protein and an excellent source of fiber in every serving to start your day off right. Plus, they're certified gluten-free and non-GMO project verified. Trust me, this is going to be your new favorite breakfast or late night snack that tastes absolutely delicious in milk and actually stays crunchy. The mix of flavors and textures leave you feeling satisfied and full. So head on over to your local Whole Foods Market and stock up on our new superfood cereals. You'll thank me later. Enjoy! Mark, welcome to the podcast. It's such a pleasure to meet you and have you on today. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. I'm excited to be here and chat with you. Awesome. Well, let's start with your journey. I know that you have a personal part to your journey and then the background a little bit in this space. I would love to hear how all that combined to start Supergut. Yeah, I always do start on on the personal side as it's telling both who I am and frankly, it does lead to the story of Supergut as well. Like when you think of the space of health and wellness and all things better for you, it's kind of, this is my space that I know and love, but it really, it does start on the personal side, like personally, like I've always tried to live a very fulfilled, healthy life as being an important aspect of it. Like even growing up, I was always into every sport imaginable um, and tried to stay healthy, physically fit and Literally, I played everything. I actually played football through college uh, at Princeton um, to continue on. I try to 
stay active today in my adult life, um, try to stay, avoid injury, but I play a lot of soccer and stuff still. And yeah, I've just been fortunate to pattern my career in the space of helping others live healthier. And it's, to me, it's like the ultimate high is when you are able through your supports and your products and your services, help others get to that point that you know is so impactful on not just your physical health, but your mental health, your quality of life by helping others live more, more healthily. So I've been able to pattern my career in this direction. And so I've been in this space for literally well over, over 20 years, but what really caused me to double down and really commit myself to this, and frankly, to even start a company really is deeply personal. It was the story of my sister, Monica, who, like so many, lived with multiple chronic metabolic syndrome disorders. So obesity and diabetes and, and hypertension, which is blood pressure. And like she, she struggled with her health, like throughout, in particular her adult life, like she's actually also athletic and physically fit, like throughout most of her childhood and early adult. But then, yeah, then she struggled with her health and like she tried just about everything to reclaim better control of her health. And I was, you know, an executive in this space and sending shakes and workout videos and so forth that nothing, nothing stuck, right? I mean, nothing changed her trajectory. And Monica tragically passed away far too young, about seven years ago, really, it, you know, as a result of, you know, so many of the health issues in her life and also in a high-risk pregnancy a little later in her adult life. And that, as you can imagine, struck me to my core and it caused me to reach another level of motivation and how to bring some light to the world out of this unbelievable tragedy that happened with my sister and the fact that this shouldn't have happened and the fact that so many others are out there struggling with their health. And what can we do specifically to help those who are struggling as well as how can we get out in front of it to help avoid people from heading down this path in the first place? And so that's kind of been my motivation to really dive down and, and frankly, to start this company, to create Supergut, to, to fundamentally do this in a different way and a, a products that can actually fundamentally transform your health, not just better for you, but literally transformative type products. Oh, I am so sorry to hear that, but I, Thank you. but this silver lining is, is your mission that you now have yeah. with no, helping true. other people. So as you were starting to think about how do I take matters into my own hands and, and what do I do was the idea for super gut, the initial idea, or, or I'm sure you went down many different, different lanes yeah. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You would know as an entrepreneur, right? You don't, don't always have everything completely 2020 vision from the outset. Mm. I had a concept, right? I knew that I wanted to be transformative and do it in a way that I felt wasn't being done. And I, the way I knew to do that was based in science, like taking a deeply scientific based approach to it, but I didn't yet have the specific application right? The product or the technology. I had the concept and I knew what I was trying to do. And I did want to do it through food, right? I'm a big believer in the power of food to heal. And I'm a power believer in, you know, the human body knows what to do when fit the right things, right? And so I was like, there's got to be a way to, to do this still through food. And I do give a lot of credit to my original investors, a group out of the Bay Area called the Production Board and their founder, Dave Friedberg. When, you know, we had connected over the years and I described sort of this mission, this orientation, this science-based approach, but still intensely consumer. And he's like, that's so aligned with their overall ethos, as well as they've been doing a lot of research in the space of the gut microbiome. And so when I brought this, he's like, well, two things. One, I'd love to back you. 
um, in building his business. Secondly, what do you know about the gut microbiome? And I was like, you know, I'm familiar. You know, we had probiotics in our shake and so on and so forth. It should be good for gut health. And it's like, no, like it is so much broader and deeper than just your, let's call it off the shelf probiotic. And that's the time when I really went deep into the science of the gut and in particular ways to effectively feed the gut in a healing way that can both heal your gut, but have broader impacts on health, quality of life, et cetera, which is like the things that I wanted to do. And in particular, the more prebiotic side of it, and we'll get into like resistant starch and what that is, but that was like an eye-opening moment for me where I actually saw there was a pathway to activate this vision that I had, like that you actually can use, you know, food as medicine. So not just saying it, but actually like giving your body the nutrients it needs through your gut to orient it in a much more positive, healthy direction. And so that's where things came together, like this concept of super gut and this first product line came together with this gut healing nutrition products through through super gut. That's so cool. I love your approach. I'm very much in the same wavelength of food as medicine and, uh, you know, the body can heal itself. It has the natural ability to do so if yep. given the right fuel, if given the right things. And, and it's yeah, hard. People- it's hard People to ask me, yeah. like, my belief, no, thank you, sir, but about this space. And it's not as though I am, uh, I'm not anti-medicine. Like, I think it, it's absolutely important and sure. life-saving in so many ways, but we cannot sit back and wait to get to that point where mm-hmm. you are dependent on medicine. That's like not going to resolve this public health crisis. We have to be way out in front of it. And so I'm not anti-medicine. I'm just very pro-nutrition. I'm pro like the body and I'm pro food as medicine as the way because nothing like the body's unbelievably complicated and fascinating and powerful when fed the right things, when treated the right way to heal itself. But it's got to be fed the right things uh, in order to to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you meet this person, you you start having this idea, super gut comes to to fruition in your mind. And then Let's talk about really your approach because it's so different than most PG companies, which I love this approach that you're really taking the science-backed approach. And that part of it from day one, or you said we go and do clinical studies, trials, et cetera. Yeah, no, that really was part of the foundation and part of the the ethos. It was part of as I was describing, my approach of wanting to do this differently, right? And and I love this broader space of health and wellness and better for you and, and functional foods. But despite all the advancements, I mean, we know people are not getting healthier. Right? It's not. It's not getting better. Of course, we're not getting better. Like, frankly, we're getting. It's getting worse. So I was like, I think we need to do this differently. If like you really want to have an impact and bend the curve of of health outcomes then I believe a different approach is necessary. And that's going to back to delivering on the promise of, of, of true food as medicine. And so taking a, a piece of the playbook out of more medicine and biotech, which is really evidence-based, right? But applying that type of approach to nutrition, right? So taking a similar like evidence-based, like, so our, my very first hire was a PhD food scientist, right? That worked for me at Beachbody. And, you know, the first thing that we did was to dive into the clinical evidence on the different types of prebiotic fibers and resistant starch in particular, because even when formulating, it was, this has to be proven. 
And not only to choose an ingredient so that we can put it on the label and make a claim, right? It was like the claims was at the end of the day, like it was functionality and efficacy and evidence-based that we know that this is going to work. And it's actually proven through science to do so. And this is, it's a, it's another level. Like there's a lot of businesses that talk about science-based and there's some that are actually doing a good job, but I felt like there's a need to raise the bar when it comes to functional food and food as medicine to take a really evidence-based approach to formulation, nutrition, and efficacy. So yeah, we literally, it was hundreds of clinical studies that we poured through to figure out how can we modulate like, you know, your gut, how can we feed your gut what it needs that can lead to specific outcomes? Like what types of prebiotic fibers resistant starch and what synergistic fibers can we blend with it? At what levels, at what concentration levels, at what dosages and to map back to the clinical evidence. And then it's, you know, not only building off of the clinical evidence, but then going out and proving it, right? Both through ourselves, through pilot studies with consumers, and then, you know, through gold standard rigorous clinical trials, uh, which is very rare and unique. Uh, to, one, to do a trial in general, but to do one at the, the level at which we have done is, is very rare, right? And unique. And right, it's, yeah. it's not easy. It's right. It's very difficult, frankly, when you're conducting these type of trials, it's expensive. <laughs> it's also very difficult, right? Because this is food at the end of the day um, to see a material significant movement, especially relative to the placebo, right? And so we did randomized, double blind, placebo controlled trial, but we did it, right? And we saw like had a positive study and saw significant movement in a number of areas, both related to metabolic health, but then overall wellness as well. It's just, it literally is just part of our ethos and it's just how we operate as a business. And I think one of the things to just, you know, underscore is, so I have a, a chief medical and science officer, right? As part of my executive team, just a, a really important hire to just show our commitment in the space and the drive validation, innovation as well. It's actually a practicing gastroenterologist and was the former head of the microbiome program at Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Chris, wow, uh, our chief medical science officer. That kind of really does show just how important this is and just how it's a, an important aspect of our ethos is the science-based, evidence-based foundation of the company. That's awesome. We'll, we'll dive further into what those clinical studies showed. But before we, yeah. we jump over there, that's kind of step, take a step back <laughs> to the yeah. product and the brand and really what you're trying to achieve. Because we talked about gut and metabolic yeah. health, but let's talk about what is the connection between them and ultimately uh -huh. what is the product trying to really do? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the broad topic of gut health obviously is something of which you're, you're obviously familiar and, and many more people are becoming familiar. And there's a reason for that. Based on scientific and technology discoveries, we know a lot more about the important role that your gut has on overall health than what we did five, 10 years ago. And it's becoming very clear that it's not, that it is inclusive, but significantly beyond just digestion, right? I mean, literally think of your gut as like your second brain and like your control center for health. The evidence shows that just about all of these different aspects of your physical and even mental health have a direct tire connection to the health of what's happening in your gut. So in many ways, it is a causal relationship. So literally, like the health of your gut has a specific and direct impact on your metabolic health, your blood sugar or weight, on your cardiovascular health, on your mental health, mood, 
anxiety, et cetera. Like on incredible, like it's it's crazy. It's almost hard to believe, but it actually is. It was hard to believe that it does all of this, and we didn't even know about it until right now. And we're still scratching the surface. And we're still scratching because it's incredibly complex. When you think of the billions of organisms that live in your gut, and trying to isolate understand the exact role of each one of them and how to grow that bug or what it needs to be. It's very complex and regular. We know a lot more now because of genetic sequencing and the cost to actually understand the profile of your gut, like it's gone down, you know, a thousandfold right over the past couple of years. So it's giving more insight. And so we're learning more, but also knowing more, there's so much more to discover, but we already know enough now to take action against. And that's kind of my perspective. And the fascinating thing is, well, all this technology has advanced in terms of understanding this broad outsized role of the gut and how to modulate it in the way of direct health. One of the insights, this writing insights, actually dates back to centuries ago, right? Because one of the biggest issues that we have had in society and in our health is that our food system has essentially stripped many of the nutrients that we used to get hundreds of years ago. Uh, in our diets, just naturally, right? Through our foods, through our vegetables, through starchy foods, et cetera, which have been stripped out of, you know, many ultra processed foods, fast foods, ultra processed packaged foods, et cetera. And one we're of even out of the crops because we're farming differently. Yeah, exactly. We're farming differently. And then from a processing standpoint, it's been optimizing cheap, tasty calories, right? And so when you do that, right? Yeah, it could taste good. But that leads to metabolic syndrome, at leads to obesity. And, you know, we're getting calories, but, you know, we're not getting a lot of essential nutrients. So if you look at the amount of fiber in particular that we get today, it is minuscule in comparison to what our ancestors got hundreds of years ago. And that actually ties back to the gut, right? Because the food that feeds your gut to keep it healthy, to keep it balanced is predominantly fiber and particular types of fiber, prebiotic fiber and resistant starch. Uh, in particular, that have literally been stripped out of our diets. And so we've got all this advanced knowledge of the gut. And one of the findings is we need to go back to some of the types of diets, at least some of the nutrients that our ancestors used to get in order to rebalance our gut and to actually improve metabolic health. And that is a big part of our mission, our approach at Supergut is how do we reintroduce these key nutrients back into your diet in a way that's both effective, but frankly, enjoyable as well so that you actually use them. That's going to work through your gut and that's going to give you a much better health outcome as well. So let's dive into some of those key nutrients, specifically, I know resistant starches, a big one, prebiotics. And then also, what is the difference? Is every yeah. in starch a prebiotic? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll, I always start here just by making sure that it's clear the difference between what most people know of probiotics versus prebiotics, yeah. <laughs> because despite, you know, advanced, there's still a lot of education, right? So think of probiotics as the microbes in your gut. They're intentionally supposed to be live organisms, right? To add to your base of billions of live microorganisms in your gut that are responsible for keeping you healthy. So when you eat foods that are fermented or high-end probiotics, uh, live organisms, or when you supplement, the intention is to add to the collection of microbes. Prebiotics, on the other hand, think of that as the food for the good bacteria in your gut. And so in order to thrive and do what they're supposed to, those bacteria need to be fed. And you know what they don't like? They don't like sugary, ultra-processed, high-carb, 
foods that actually feed the bad bugs. You want to feed the good bugs that are responsible for keeping you healthy. You need to incorporate a fair amount of fiber into your diet. The fiber that feeds the good bugs is called prebiotics, right? So that's the first step. And now there's different types of prebiotic fibers as well. And so what we've done is isolate specifically powerful types, in particular resistant starch, which is a type of prebiotic fiber. It's just a unique class. It's found naturally in starchy plant foods. You know, so think unripened green bananas. There's some in oats and there's some in beans, legumes. But in most in the Western diet, it's really, really hard to get naturally. Like who's eating dark green, unripened bananas. Like they're not- very I tasty. had one the other day knowing that you were coming up. <laughs> How was it? Not so tasty, huh? <laughs> it wasn't so tasty. I put it in a smoothie, but I did What's check my, my levels glucose to see what would happen. Right. And it didn't raise it. It's interesting. I mean, people don't know this, like the properties of foods like bananas change over time. So unripened green bananas, when picked and processed the right time, actually are high in resistant starch. It actually, and resistant means resistant to digestion, which sounds bad, but it's actually good, right? So things are quickly digest, that spikes your blood sugar. Like you don't want that. So sugar, high carb foods, those digest very quickly and they spike your blood sugar. Resistant starch, it actually bypasses the traditional digestion to make it deep into your large intestine where it very effectively feeds the good bugs in your gut. And that's what, why it's called resistant starch. And that's why we actually formulated our first line of products based on this unique class of prebiotic fibers. So foods like bananas, right? Unripe and green bananas actually start high in resistant starch, but then as it ripens over time, that resistant starch actually turns into carbs, actually turns into sugar. And that's why bananas are delicious, right? And a lot of people love that. It's like ripe right, banana, um, but that's why they also spike your blood sugar. And so we take one of the sources of resistant starches, green unripened bananas, but are very highly concentrated and processed to really give us the maximum resistant starch. We also combine that with a number of other resistant starch sources, as well as oat-beta glucan and some other prebiotic fibers to give you a nice diversity and a synergistic effect, which we also know is important for efficacy and for a nice balanced microbiome that's feeding a diverse set of these microbes in your gut. And so, yeah, so that's resistant starch and that's prebiotics and why we decided to formulate a unique and proprietary blend powered by this resistant starch prebiotic fiber to, to feed your gut. What are the other resistant starch sources other than the unripened green banana? Yeah, another source that we actually use is from potatoes, which is surprising because when you think of potatoes, you think of starch and you think of yeah. like spiking blood sugar. But we actually work with the ingredient supplier that is isolated high resistant starch, you know, sourced from potatoes that has very similar positive beneficial properties, similar to resistant starch that comes from our unripened green bananas. Quick question. So on the potato, uh -huh. I, I recently read, and I don't know if this would apply to this, but it has something to do with cooking. So like if you boil it or you cook it and then cool it, uh -huh. that's where the resistant starch is? Is that no, right? So that is, that is true. It's a little separate than what we use. So we use actually it's from before cooked and cooled. It's actually processed in a highly concentrated way to give us resistant starch without going through the cooking and cooling process. What you described is a, it is resistant starch. I think it's called resistant starch three. It's like retrograded resistant starch. So that is a way through your diet to try to incorporate more resistant starch into your diet. So it's actually is recommended. And so this can work with potatoes. It can also work with rice. 
And so when you cook and then cool them down, like put them in the fridge overnight and then either eat them cold or like think you can, most of them you can even warm up again. It's actually changed the chemical properties of the potatoes of the rice that make them a bit more resistant to digestion. And so they actually can have more resistant starch in them. It's called retrograded resistant starch. So you can get more of it. I'd say the only challenge is you're still getting a fair amount of starch and carbs when you do have them. So it, won't, it will be better for you than just warmed up potatoes in the first place, but you still are going to get some starch, some carbs. It's not the concentrated. Exactly. It's not as concentrated. We're trying to give you we're trying to give you the maximum dosage of what it is that you need more resistant starch and try to strip out as many digestible carbs as possible because we want a very low net carb, like zero added sugar profile so that we're avoiding the bad stuff and giving you all of the good stuff for what we're, what we're doing. So, yeah. That's great. Okay. So you formulate this resistant starch complex and now let's talk about some of the key products that you have yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. For most of our existence, our premier product has been a shake. Very unlike your average shake. And I come from this space and I actually, I love shakes. It's yeah. What was your background? If we want to touch on that for a second. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So health and wellness throughout my career, I uh, actually cut my teeth in general management and food and beverage at the wonderful company. So healthy food and beverage, about a four, I guess, probably more than that $4 billion business. They own healthy food and beverage brands. So Fiji water, Palm Wonderful, the big and almonds, pistachios and uh, citrus fruit as well. And so I worked for there for a number of years. And then I was president and chief operating officer of Beachbody. So health and fitness business, more, more known for at-home fitness, but we actually really scaled the business in nutrition and supplements, and in particular, superfood health shake called Shakeology. And from there, I was CEO of Irwin Naturals. So a soft gel herbal supplements company. And so I've been in this space of health and wellness and all things better for you for, for years and years. I love, I, I love this space. Yeah. And so then when, when thinking of like how to bring this to life, how to activate this resistance starch, how to get it into people's diets, one of the first things I thought of was like, we need to get a pretty solid dosage of this into your diet. And you know what? We also want to help, you know, this kill two birds with one stone. It's like, if we can make it really satisfying, that can be really helpful, giving you nutrients you need, but also curbing your cravings and satisfying your hunger so that you're not as motivated to go pick up that donut or whatever else that you might be having that's not going to be working for you. And so that's why we decided to shake. I was like, we can get a pretty significant dosage of this in the form of a shake, but also make it a very filling full meal replacement as well. And so that's why I formed it into a shake. It's uh, like I said, it's a very unique shake. It is the very first ingredient on the ingredient label is our resistant starch fiber blend uh, because we have 20 grams of wow. prebiotic fiber per shake, right? And so it's a really solid dosage. It also has very healthy protein, about 15 grams of protein. We both have both dairy-based as well as plant-based protein, full vitamin mineral profiles, healthy fats as well. So, so yes, yeah, so that's our that's our shake. And that's been the foundation of the business. And, and, and so many have fundamentally transformed their health with this very satisfying and tasty shake that actually really works right in your gut and in your overall health. Over time, like as we've expanded our aspiration, right, to help more people and even go more preventatives uh, in health, one of the things that's been very apparent is we need to be able to make these nutrients as accessible as possible, right? We're trying to get this into your diet and like, I love shakes. Many of our customers love shakes. They're also like, you know, 
I like to chew. I like to chew my food, <laughs> and I love to just it doesn't that. So, yeah, imagine that. Um, but uh, so that's why we've expanded from our line of shakes to also bars, which we now they're a very healthy, satiating snack bars. So not necessarily meant to be a full meal, although some people are like, "This keeps me full. This is my breakfast. Yeah, I have a bar and coffee. I'm good." But with that same foundational resistant starch fiber blend platform. We also have expanded into the maximum versatility, and now we offer our resistant starch fiber mix as a standalone powder as well, which is an unflavored, unsweetened that you can just add to any beverages or your favorite dishes to really, I, I say, to fortify your foods, your favorite foods, right? With more of this fiber that our ancestors used to get that you, we need to get more of in our diet. A lot of people just add it to coffee or tea or beverages. Some put it in soup or oatmeal. Frankly, you can even bake with it and it still works. Like we've, and by the way, we've tested all these products both on ourselves and pilot studies. And then our shake is the one that we've used in the clinical study. But across the board, we've done studies that have shown that it's effective in any of these formats, be it shake, be it bar, be it just standalone powder and the gut balancing, blood sugar stabilizing benefits uh, is consistent across the line. I love that one that you could just add to anything, which is a great way to upgrade anything that you're eating and, and make it really suitable to anything in your day. And as you said, with 20 grams of that fiber, it's like most Americans are probably getting, do you know what that statistic is? I do know what that, that is. I'm very glad uh, Yeah. <laughs> so now the average uh, US adult gets about in the, 12 to 15 grams of fiber a day range, right? And, and how that, and that's about half of what we should you know, is recommended. And so when you look at what portion of people are actually getting the minimum recommended amounts of fiber in their day, it's 5%. Wow. Literally 5% of US adults get the minimum level of fiber. So this is like, this is not just someone who's struggling with a chronic condition. This is all of us. Right. And when you go back to the beginning of conversation, you think of the importance of gut health and overall health and the fact that none of us are nourishing our gut in a way to keep it healthy. Uh, that's kind of, again, where we come into play to try to fortify that, whether it's through a shake or a bar or a fiber mix or other products that we have working on in the, in the background. Well, it's interesting that it's only 5% because also the statistic of, I think it's only 12% of Americans are metabolically, metabolically healthy. healthy. So I would have, it would have been interesting if that matched up perfectly. Oh, they're pretty close. Yeah. They're pretty close. There is absolutely a correlation between that 5% that's getting the four fiber in their diet and the 12% of us that are metabolically healthy. Or the yeah. seven in between are like right on the, on the cusp. Yeah, right on the cusp. Maybe they're not getting not quite as much, but they're probably working out. Right? And they're probably yeah, they're doing some other good things. Some of the diet. But yeah, no, those, are, those stats are very, very close together. And it is not a coincidence. So talking about stats, let's get into the stats of your clinical studies because, yeah. and this is so cool that you guys did that and really the results are amazing. So let's talk about the good results and what the yeah. benefits are from consuming yeah. products. I, lo I love talking about this and I, um, I'll chat about it. I obviously give a lot of credit to, to Chris Damon, uh, who led, led the efforts in this regard. As I described at the outset, you know, this has been part of our ethos from the beginning is to both formulate based on an evidence-based then to go out and to prove it. Like we, we think that the mentality wasn't, you know, we want to be able to just make claims. That clearly, that is a part of it, but that wasn't the primary. Like we literally want to make sure that we're delivering on the promise of 
you know, efficacy, right? And validation and, and going through clinical study was, is the pathway for that. And so we're not done, but we have completed our first study, which was in, in many regards, a rigorous gold standard clinical study. So double blind, randomized, placebo controlled study very large study from a food standpoint. So kind of akin to what you tend to see at like earlier stage biotech type clinical trials. So we had 190 participants in our study and we actually had three legs in the study as well. So we had the leg that had, you know, our shape. We actually designed a placebo shape. So a group had that. And then we had a, a group that just got traditional dietary type guidance as well that someone would typically get from a primary care physician. The placebo was designed to basically look like our shake, except it didn't have the functional resistant starch fiber blend, had the same amount of calories, had the exact same amount of protein in it as well uh, as our shake. And so that and was the way. Just add water or is it for the study? Yeah. 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 For the study, we like try to just add water. And for most people, we recommend water or we're like, or uh, whatever milk of choice. A lot sure. of people use plant milk and make it, but in the study, just to keep things as consistent as possible was to just add water. And yeah, we looked over the course of 12 weeks, right? Consistent consumption of our shake, a placebo shake, or just dietary guidance. And we looked at just about everything, right? Because we know the first benefit that we formulated based on and that we see a lot of real world evidence is effective blood sugar control, which as you know, is a really important aspect of metabolic health whether you're healthy or whether you're pre-diabetic or whether you're living with diabetes, like blood sugar is really important. It's a, such a key indicator of your health status and a way to hopefully try to avoid metabolic health conditions in the, in the future. So that was like our, our pr initial primary focus was on effective blood sugar control. But we looked at just about everything because we knew based on real world evidence, based on our knowledge of the gut, that as we are, we know that we're healing through the gut, like it, the gut has such pervasive impact on health. And that's, to me, is one of the most exciting things about the findings is that, yes, we absolutely saw significant improvement in blood sugar control, but we also saw improvement in metabolic health. We also saw improvement in overall health and wellness metrics. And so to be specific, so for blood sugar, like the primary measure. Okay, let's get into all the specifics of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the primary measure of blood sugar control is HbA1c. Right. So that's the gold standard. It basically is like your average blood sugar level over time. And it's really the indicator of whether someone has healthy normal blood sugar or pre-diabetic or living with diabetes. We saw a 0.7 reduction in A1C relative to the placebo shape for those that were consuming our shape. And just so you know, that's a very clinically significant movement. You know, by comparison, I can talk to you. I mean, we have to be careful how we talk about it, but you know, just to lay out the facts, many anti-diabetic medications on the market, like metformin, produce in the range of 0.5 to 0.6 reduction in A1C. Just to give you an order of magnitude. So a point, anything above or equal to above a 0.5 reduction is absolutely clinically significant. Wow. Obviously, every drug, you know, by definition has side effects and things associated with it. This was getting that kind of result from drinking a delicious shake like every day. For 12 like, weeks. For 12 weeks, right? And so that's a significant moment in a relatively short time frame. We also tested time and range. Like, and so we had a portion of the participants wearing a continuous glucose monitor because we knew that that was a big part of it is that your blood sugar stays nice and stable. Sort of over time, it's sort of, we saw a 0.6% uh, improvement in time and range. And that came from 
you know, what's typically the time above range when your blood sugar is spiking back into the healthy normal range, which is important again for all of us, especially if you're struggling with prediabetes or diabetes. Metabolic health, we also saw improvement in, in heart health. So blood pressure in particular was interesting. We saw it wasn't huge, but it was statistically significant, like a four-point reduction of both systolic and diastolic blood pressure. And we saw healthier weight management as well. Like people dropped about three pounds or so, but consistently, right, throughout the course. So it was like maintaining a healthier weight throughout. So those were the- Good question. Do they have to do anything else consistent yep. the remainder of the day other than the shake? No, not in our study. No, it was literally the difference was the shake. Like we didn't- have restrictions on dietary. We also didn't have any restrictions around physical activity as well. Like it was really focused on the intervention of the, of the shape. In the real world, what we actually see is a lot of people get results even greater than those numbers because they feel such a positive step change in their health. Then all of a sudden they're motivated to be like, okay, I should be a little bit smarter about like yeah. how much dirt I have, or, you know, I feel like working out now because I know this is working. So and which only amplifies the benefits in the real world, but we did not like, set that up in the clinical trial. On the broader health and wellness, like really exciting to see just such pervasive positive benefits. So we looked at various different quality of life metrics, both those approaching it from a diabetes to stress standpoint, because there's a lot of stigmatism uh, and mental health issues associated with diabetes. We also looked at just from a quality of life standpoint, there's like a World Health Organization quality of life. Like if I feel confident and energized and ready to tackle a day, statistically significant movement, right, in our arm and just broader quality of life and confidence. But then also in specific wellness areas. So areas like energy levels, sleep quality, mood, brain fog, like all moved in a positive direction relative to one or both control groups as well as digestive health. So things like bloating and nausea and heartburn and just regularity, those all improved as well. So it's literally like just about everything that we looked at, Elizabeth, moved in a positive direction relative to one or both of the controls. And many of which were statistically significant. Like not all of them were like massive statistically significant, but literally just about everything we looked at moved in a positive direction which kind of goes back to where we started, just the importance of gut health and when you're nourishing your gut with the right thing, how it's just your foundation for, for better health. So yeah, we're very excited. We actually are going through the process, still uh, finalizing some of the analysis because we're also looking at the microbiome and you know things like metabolomics and metagenomics. How did it move different microbes in your gut and some of the, the byproducts that they produce to try to understand even a bit more detail about the mechanism. So some of that is still underway and we're, you know, preparing to, to publish the, the paper of the next one, one to two quarters. So yeah. That's so cool. It's just, you know, to have that data, there's so much that if you are working on your health and trying to do things, like we have no idea if it's working or not. Right. And yeah. so it, to have that evidence is, is awesome. So you just mentioned as you're trying to look at the metabolites, can you talk a little bit about and geek out a little bit on how the resistant starch prebiotics affect butyrate, right? Is yeah, that yeah. Um, such a great question? You know, you know what you're talking about, Liz. That's a great question. <laughs> you know, it's fascinating. So just first what butyrate is for those, it's essentially it's a metabolite. So call it a byproduct which is produced when your gut, when the microbes in your gut are nourished and fed what they like, like in particular, particular prebiotic fibers 
it becomes a byproduct of that consumption of prebiotic fibers, this metabolite called butyrate being one of them. It actually, there are others as well. It's like this broad class of what are called short chain fatty acids. Um, and when you look at the connection, like a lot of this is semi well understood, but not completely understood, but most of the implications of the connections between the gut and these broader health benefits, when you try to look into the exact mechanism, so the how, like almost all signs point back to these byproducts that are produced from these healthy microbes, these short chain fatty acids and butyrate being the predominant one that is mentioned or implicated across most all of these different dimensions, because it's not exactly well understood because it's very complex, but it is known the butyrate actually is then feeds your cell lining in your gut. So actually solidifies your gut, which kind of really creates that strong foundation, keeps what's in your gut in your gut, keeps what's outside outside and, you know, helps avoid things like leaky gut, like things from leaking from your gut into outside. It also is, you know, it's bi-directional communicators with your immune cells, uh, where people don't know 80% of your immune cells reside in your gut. And the key is actually back to butyrate. Uh, the other key to butyrate. Butyrate's the good guy. It's the good guy, right? It's also been found to be, you know, what stimulates secretion of specific hormones, right, in your gut. Things called like incretins, things that are responsible for appetite control, for insulin control, you know, for the connection between some of these broader metabolic benefits. Butyrate is like at the center of those as well. So it's like all roads, you know, lead back to butyrate <laughs> when it comes to gut health. And how can you get your body naturally to produce more of this, you know, amazing byproduct that has such pervasive benefits in your health. We believe, and like we'd like to identify through our analysis more, that that is a, the, one of the primary pathways that super gut, right? And our products is actually working by feeding your gut, right? The right nutrients. And that actually is creating butyrate, which is leading to many of these health benefits. It's fascinating. And it it's just so exciting the more and more research that's going to come out to understand yeah, for sure, for so sure. much more of this. So yeah. for you guys, you know, obviously this is a lot that you can have in your studies to learn more and more, but what is next? What's your vision for the brand over the next couple of years? Yeah. So we've actually undergone an evolution of our brand. You know, we actually, I didn't mention before, but we actually started out during our first caught year and a half under the brand Munich. We actually went through a rebrand about three months ago to Supergut. And it was really part of this emphasis around how do we really lean in and own this area of gut health nutrition, right? And this is something that, that is really important. We think the consumers are becoming more aware and we aspire to help lead the charge where this becomes more of a common understanding, a more mass adoption of how important your gut is to you. And that is a big part of why we introduced Supergut is to bring gut healing, you know, nutrition to the masses to help close some of the awareness and education gap and also to bring additional products, right, into market that, that can make it easy for people to reintroduce these gut healing nutrients back into your diet, back into your system on an ongoing basis and doing it on as much of a preventative basis as possible, right? Because at the end of the day, we really do aspire to have a big impact on overall public health. And to do so, it has to be something that's accessible to the masses and ideally as preventative as, as possible. And so when you think about the future of, of Supergut, like a big part of it is product expansion. So this platform that we're building, we, we know that there are additional 
avenues to introduce these nutrients into people's diet. So we're exploring a different product application. How can we get our resistant starch blend in particular into people's diet through additional products? But I think it's also important. We're like leaning a lot into content and education and awareness because there still is an awareness gap, Um, especially in this day and age. And it's, you know, it's very crowded out there. There's lots of noise and knowing what to believe or know or what have you. And so we want to be a trailblazer in this regard to provide educational, fun, engaging content just around this broad topic of gut health and nutrition and what you need to get in your diet and how super gut can be a part of that. But there's other things that you can do in your life that are going to support your healthy gut and healthy life as well. And so content is actually a key aspect of what we're leaning into going forward as well, in addition to kind of the continued expansion of our, our products. You know, whatever, five years from now, I would hope that the subject of gut health is one that everybody, right, mass adoption, it becomes ubiquitous. It's kind of thing that you talk about in common conversations, you talk about with your doctor, right? This is middle America, right, is even aware and has solutions that it's easy to incorporate more of this gut healing nutrition into their into their diets. Well, I love that you're taking the charge on the content education side because that's so important. And, you know, you just mentioned even doctors. It's like most doctors aren't even having this conversation. So there's there's the education from the consumer side, which is certainly evolving. And 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 then the the doctor, traditional doctor yes. side, yeah. which isn't there yet and needs that's still true Elizabeth. that's still true and there's some right that are more progressive and they're more sure. nutrition oriented and and more aware of functional foods and food as medicine that are more progressive and those that are in the know are absolutely committed and known believers in gut health but i would say that that doesn't represent the majority right of the medical field where i just in general um, so not just specifically gut health i would say broadly around the subject of nutrition and really understanding the nuances of nutrition beyond eat more plants, you know, don't eat as much and exercise more and good luck, right? That's, it's not helpful, right? For the vast majority of us. So I think that there's, you know, a big need and opportunity. And frankly, we'd hope to fill some of that gap, not just from a consumer standpoint, but from a medical healthcare provider issue, because that's a a key point of contact for so many to go to like, who are you going to trust? Of course, you better trust my doctor. So if we can, be effective in that regard, that's absolutely how we can have impact. I do believe that, you know, that's a long road. I do believe that actually bringing data, like clinical evidence, could be an entree to have more of those conversations, yeah. right? Where we can speaking in their language, exactly, more so than what a traditional food product might do, where there's limited evidence and therefore the motivation to really dive in isn't there relative to, I've got 50 clinical studies on these 50 different drugs, and I'm just going to prescribe those. But if we can start to speak some of their language, I think it can be an enabler to having more of this conversation where the medical profession can be a part of this movement, right, of, of food as medicine. Yeah. So you mentioned in part of the education, talking about not just your products, but also other changes in your lifestyle. I'm curious to hear in your own personal lifestyle, what are some of the things that you do either from a nutrition perspective or just overall health? What are some of those things in your day that really you do to feel your best? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I will be honest. I am I am a true believer in what it is that we are doing, right, from a product standpoint. Um, and I very much am living the product. So I will say that the very first thing I do is I'm a 
very avid regular consumer of Supergut products, uh, typically a couple times a day. So I'll have a shake, right, for breakfast, like I'm having this morning. Typically, I'll have a bar, right, in the afternoon as well to keep my gut stable, to keep blood sugar stable and all the other benefits as well. So that's, that is truly first and foremost. But in addition, right, I am a believer in holistic health and, and wellness. I try to be mindful of my diet through my other meals as well. And so I, I try to follow, I'm a, I'm a believer in moderation is sort of my personal belief. And I, you know, pattern our brand in this way as well to not be super restrictive or this is the only answer. It's so confusing out there with this diet and that diet and eat more fat, eat less fat, eat more protein, eat plant protein, eat fast or eat snack throughout the day. I'm like, this could be so confusing and there's no one solution fits all. I'm a believer in moderation, right? So to each his own, but you know, everything in moderation, try to, you know, eat more plants rather than less. Try not to eat too much. I am pretty strict about sugar. I try to be very mindful of the amount of sugar that I get in my diet, but I'm, I'm pretty mindful of diet and I, you know, try to make our brand as much. So one of the, you know, my, my health hacks is, you know, my kids make fun of me because juice, right, is fascinating topic, right? I mean, those in a know realize that, yeah, you can get a lot of great health and nutrients, vitamins through fruit juices and so forth, but you're also getting a ton of sugar. And I'm a big believer that sugar is pretty evil, right? It is a big cause of our health problems. So when we have juice, and we have juice right in our household, I am a half juice, half water you know, for pears. My kids always hate when I'm preparing the juice because I'm always for myself and for them as well. I'm like, you're not getting a full, you know, cup of juice, right? You're getting it, you're getting it mixed in with, with water as well. So all these different tips and tricks to try to get healthier. I'm also a big believer in physical activity as well, right? It comes from a background in athletics. And I, you know, I work out there regularly, call it four times a week or so. A lot of times just at home workouts, a lot of body weight stuff, but I also still like to play competitive sports as well as one of my go-to outlets for physical fitness, for mental clarity as well. And soccer is one of my, my things that I go to. So with that round, you know, robust type regime, I try to keep myself in a, a, a pretty good shape. And how about anything mentally just from a balancing, having a family, running the business, yeah. all of those pieces of it? Yeah, no, I, I, what a, a big aspect of my own personal ethos. And one of my favorite words is the word balance. And it's something that I try to define in my own personal life. And I try to exude that in the way that I lead my life and obviously my company as well is I think we all operate our best when you have some semblance of personal balance in your life. And for me, my family represents a significant aspect of that balance. I will say being an entrepreneur, it definitely has tested it in ways that have not been, you know, tested historically, but I do my best to maintain that personal balance. And in particular with work-life balance, with my family being so important. It's like, I've got work, I've got like my physical, you know, uh, fitness, and I've got my family. And my family is something I just, is a non-starter from a, a priority, you know, in my life. There's nothing more important to me than my family. And so something like I have dinner, at home with my family at the dinner table every night. And we converse and we talk about our highs and lows of the day. We go around the table like this. These traditions that I think are really important for us as a family and for me personally help me maintain balance with both my kids and with my wife, which is really important for me to have a full cup. So when I come into to work, I have a full cup because it absolutely is necessary, again, as an entrepreneur uh, to have that, have some semblance of balance so that I can, can be my best. Yeah, I could not agree with that more. 
All right. Well, we're going to move on to some rapid fire Q&A to close it up. The best advice you've gotten in the past six months? I would say to think big and to take risks, uh, take a stand even, um, right? So when you, when it feels like it's trying to be something for all, you end up kind of getting lost in a shuffle. And so push yourself to take bigger risks and to take a stand and be outspoken about, about things. I'd say that's the best advice I've gotten recently. A favorite book, podcast, or mentor for growth? Yeah. So I will admit to not be an avid reader. I will say that I am a pretty avid listener, though, of the All In podcast. Um, there's a connection. One of the, the, the besties, one of the moderators is uh, Dave Friedberg, who's uh, on my board and an original investor in the company. So I, I, get, uh, I find the podcast very enlightening, interesting, staying on top of things. I like, although, except when they wade into the political world, I tend to be less engaged. But, but yeah, I put the All In pod. What's the... Topics of conversation on the podcast. Yeah, so it's all about the economy, entrepreneurship, kind of both on the investing side and from the entrepreneur side as well. Um, they also go into world topics and they, you know, veer into politics as well. It's kind of whatever is on their mind and the latest in news from four very successful um, Silicon Valley entrepreneurs, investors. So they they touch on just about everything. Three things that you're currently loving. So one of the things that my wife and I, we love, you know, to, to have our favorite shows. Um, and so one of the ones we're into now is the House of Dragons. So that the new Game of Thrones show is something that we love. Let me see. Uh, we also love going to the movies is one of our favorite pastimes. So I'll throw out The Woman King. It's really good if you haven't seen it. So it's something that uh, really, really enjoyed. Um Third thing that I love, also, I guess, just going to personal front, one of my loves is, you know, is sports and my kids. And so I've been helping coach my youngest girl's soccer team. And so that's something else I love. I, I think I enjoy it even more than she does. So, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Favorite wellness hack? I think I, I shared one of them. It's my water juice split. Like that's one of them. So then again, yeah. the, the sugar. I'd say another one for me is my my standing desk. So, you know, in all these hours that I'm working, I try to at least move around and to stay active or mobile. And I stand. So I essentially don't sit either at my desk or in meetings is another wellness hack. I'm, my Apple Watch loves me for it. So I always... Yeah. My... <laughs> Favorite words to live by? So one that comes to mind for me is actually an African proverb, um, which is something to likes of, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. It's just kind of like really uh, represents my perspective on, you know, the collective thinking and community and team and and really having long-term visions in, in mind. Yeah, I want to go fast too, but I, I'm more inclined towards going far, having having impact. So that's one that comes to mind. I love that. And lastly, what is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? Yeah, I, I would say it's my, it's two things. My family, um, and I describe that, I think that that wellness, both physically as well as mental wellness, um, is so important. And having that, having that as the the foundation of the rock is, is my non-negotiable, that I will always prioritize them first. A second one for me on the personal front is actually my soccer habit. <laughs> it is important to me both for the physical activity, the competitive juices, as well as an outlet, which is something that I need, especially as an entrepreneur. It can be it can be stressful, right? And so having that outlet for me is something that I try to commit to and 
try to not miss uh, in my regular schedule. Well, Mark, thank you so much for your time. In closing, where can everybody find you? And is there anything else we haven't touched on? Yeah, no, um, everybody can go to our website. It's supergut.com. And hopefully you can obviously learn more about our products, but we try to also provide a fair amount of information and education around this broad topics, like stuff that we discussed today around gut health and nutrition and ways to orient your health towards a better path. So go to supergut.com to learn more about us. Again, I would just say just one last thing. We didn't touch on a lot during our conversation. You know, while our overall aspiration as a me personally, as a company is around overall public health, right? And how can we change the trajectory of health outcomes, which continue to decline within that? Like something that's important for me and frankly important for us as a, as a business is we can have an impact on closing some of the health disparities that disproportionately impact minority communities. Because when you look at all these health conditions that we talked about, like this growing epidemic of diabetes and obesity and hypertension and, and on and on, essentially every single one of them have a disproportionate impact on minority communities, which in many cases are underserved, underrepresented. And uh, my aspiration for us as a company is if we are successful impacting health broadly, we can specifically help close some of the disproportionate health disparity gaps for minority communities. That's a big part of my personal motivation and aspiration, in particular as a Black founder, that I want to not just understand and raise awareness of the health disparity gap, but to actually be a part of the solution to help close it as well. So um, I just thought I would want to pass that along because that's an important aspect of who we are as a company. I love that, Mark. Well, thank you for all of your work. You are doing such amazing things with this brand. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I look forward to meeting you in person one day. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed the chat. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.